the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey, everybody. Hey. Welcome to this episode. And I would say throughout the first like 10 minutes, we talk about conflict resolution. That's right. This is an episode where Mahdi and I learn how to deal with conflict. Yes. We on had, an issue we have together. Yep. We had a conflict before the show started. We talked about it. We talked about the steps that you have to take in order to resolve that conflict. That's right. How to deal with it in the moment. Dr. Dinka breaks it down in two different ways. Mm, that's right. And it's definitely packed with a lot of information. Right. And we try to explain that conflict cannot be that bad and everyone should be comfortable with it because ultimately everyone will benefit. So listen up. I think you really, really enjoy a short episode with few techniques that are really, really beneficial. And don't forget to tell your friends and family and leave us an awesome rating and review and you might win a T-shirt. An awesome review. Or a free from- psych session with Dr. B. Yeah. Hey, that's hey, a good here idea. we go. Yeah. <laughs> All this and more in today's episode. Dr. D is mad at me. You're mad at me. No, I'm not you mad at you. Mad at, you've never been I'm mad at me. I'm frustrated at you. Well, let's talk about frustration. Bring your mic up a little bit. You've never been angry at me. Even when I got into that fight with Nawaf in class, <laughs> you didn't even get angry at me. And I, I can't handle it because like, you're the older sister persona that I have. The mentor. <laughs> The mentor. You're the the mom. No, I'm not going to say the mom. (laughs) Hell no, would I compare you to my mother? That's an injustice to you. I mean, my mom's not listening. I know my sister listens to the show. Oh, she does. Yeah, she'll she'll tell my mom. I'm the big sister. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're my mentor, though, when it comes to psychology. And you're like all mad at me and stuff. And it's all because you accuse me of not being a team player. I'm not accusing you of being a team player. You did accuse me of not being a team player. I didn't mean it like that. Look, sometimes I come across in a different way. I understand. And sometimes I don't think you're a good listener. Haram alich. Haram alich. But you're very like hardcore. I am hardcore. You are so? hardcore. You, at least you admit it. And I admit it too. No, I know I'm hardcore. And hey, hey, I will tell you, I'm not a good listener either. See? But when uh, conversations, when it comes to the project, I definitely listen really well. No, you didn't. In fact, you know what? I think you misunderstood what I was trying to say. I got what you were saying. I, totally I was saying get I don't saying. mind. I'm a team player and we played by ear. I know. but That's pretty much the conclusion. But isn't it good that we talked about it? It's good. You said I have a bone to pick with you. I know, right? What I, the yeah. hell? Now, so everybody out there, when you're approaching conflict. <laughs> Please don't right? say you have don't a bone say, to pick I know, up. I know. Automatically got me defensive. <laughs> you're right. It did get you defensive. Yeah. And I was like ready to be picked on well i mean who created this i have a bone to pick what do they call a bone, a bone to, to pick, pick with you i don't know with you wonder what that means i got it because my... that gave me that sense of like defensiveness yeah i could have said it in a different like way. i felt like you're gonna attack me and i need to be prepared and then you could see that i got angry right right away i didn't even hear what you have to say yes i kept calm though <laughs> yeah, yeah because part, you're the, the one part. picking the bone <laughs> for the for the most part i kept calm though you know like, no but i mean i think that this was a good example of how we deal with conflict right exactly what i i love about you i mean there's many things i love about you but what i oh, i love about you is that you always you have my personality like you know people don't understand me because they constantly think that i am very confrontive or i tend to be in your face kind of girl and to me, it's like, it's very rare I can find someone that matches my personality. Like, like I can always tell they was so, you are angry at me. Like today when I came, what did I tell you? You knew there was something else. I yeah. said to you, I feel like you have a passive aggressiveness. <laughs> like I can tell. You're like me. Like people will know if I am upset about something. 
I don't know how to hide it. I don't know how to pamper around it. Yeah. And I think with you, it's like, it's good because you usually are not going to take that long before you'll confront me or whoever. And I'm the same way. Like people sometimes say, you just got to drop it. You don't need to confront everything. And for me, I just don't know. I don't have the gift or the talent of being angry at you, but not let you see it. Like some people do. But if you don't resolve the conflict, nothing happens. We did an episode previously to this one before uh, this episode, right? Uh, and you could tell there was something awful. Yeah, I told you, right? Yeah, I still kept my composure during the episode. Like, right. that's, you know, business is business. But for me to operate with anybody in life, I have to have a clear conscience. Like my boss didn't like this at work. He did something and I went up to him and I said, look, you screwed me once, buddy. And now you screwed me again. Come on. What's the deal here? He just laughed it off because our culture, so yeah. to speak, we don't confront, confront, Yeah, which is something that is needed. It gets me in trouble all the time here because people think that I'm angry, but I'm really not angry. I just, I like to confront. And I don't know why people think confronting has to have a negative connotation. It's just me expressing my feelings. So I'm like you. And that's what I was saying that I like about you is that you're like me. Like you don't keep anything for so long. I know when you're upset at me that you will get around to tell me and you won't wait so long. You will not act like you're nice in front of me while you have a lot of these feeling repressed. Like me, if I come and I say to you, look, I feel this, this and this. I don't worry about you judging me or saying, oh, there she goes again, Dinka angry. But there are some people out there, they don't really get me. And they constantly think, oh, you just like to argue, you're tough big thing. I mean, why am I tough? Just because I like to confront and I like conflict resolution. Well, you're a psychologist. You're damn intimidating. <laughs> that's for sure. That's I mean, true. It's intimidating. Like even right now, having the discussion with you, believe it or not, <laughs> like I held my own, but I was intimidated because you are a psychologist. No, no, but it is difficult when you have someone of authority with a mental health background. Yeah. And you're discussing something with them. It's a little bit more difficult, but at the same time, for me, it's different. For me, I know our relationship over the last 10 years or whatever and everything, I know whatever you say is not going to bother me. Like, I'm not going to judge you for it. And whatever right. you say, like, okay, okay, Zalan al-Hain, whatever. I know Dr. D. She's like, uh, me too. Like, I don't worry about you judging me or and I'm not going to abandon you because you just said to me, you know, really, I got you won't bone. abandon me? I won't abandon you. Promise? you. Like, and I think it's nice <laughs> that we have that. I feel like a lot of people don't have that sense of safety and security. Because if they did with people that they care about, then they should be able to confront. Like sometimes I find out my friends, they're supposed to be my friends and close friends. They've had some feelings towards certain things they've never discussed with me. And that hurts me more than if they would just have told me. So I feel like whenever you have that, you want, like with you, I'm not wondering where our relationship is because I feel like I know you, you don't worry about me abandoning you or I'm not worried about you judging me and whatever I'm feeling, I can put it out there. The other thing with you is like, I don't have to say to you, like, I don't have to like water my words. I don't have to like walk on eggshell because I'm worried that you're so sensitive that you're not going to be able to get it. Like we just had an intense conversation. Hold on. Are you, are you saying I'm not sensitive because I'm a guy? What if I am really sensitive? Well, you I'm are, but not with my stuff. Like we just joking. had an intense conversation and you're like, you know, and I could say to you, look, you're not listening. This is not what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, but some people, they would have like just... Now they would have been intimidated to the point that they thought I'm mad at them and then they would have retract. Yeah. Or they get insulted. Like, I feel like sometimes like you don't know, even your friends, like they shouldn't feel worried about you confronting them because it doesn't mean you don't like them. I, actually, to me, it's the other way. 
is because you are able to say, I have a bone to pick with you and I'm the mentor, I'm older, I'm more knowledgeable. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said bone to pick. <laughs> like that, you got me on that. If I had approached that with saying, hey, Dr. D, look. I have something to discuss. I, I, I wanted to, something's bothering me and my feelings were kind of hurt. I really, that, I think if I said my feelings were kind of hurt, <laughs> that you would have been more adapt to listening to what I had to say. Like, because I have a bone to pick means that I'm, I'm ready a for fight. a battle. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, you're 100%. Bad choice of words. I do that all the time. Yeah, the no, I did it too yesterday. And that was really bad because you could see people like, what? And so it's like I told somebody that I was like, I'd invited them and they didn't want to come. And I don't know what. When I saw them, I said, because they said yes. And then they pulled out the last minute in a group stuff. And I said, I have a bone to pick with you. So I, was, I used the same thing. And then he's <laughs> like, what? And then I, you automatically you have this like intense fear that you're going to say something. I'm not going to like it. And then it was like an easy conversation. Why are you not coming? Yalla? What can we do to get you to yeah. come? And so I feel like it's, it's true. But conflict, it's an intense feeling that people like to avoid. But then, you know, to me, I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's the, my back. I feel like I like conflict. Really? I do. I like it. Yeah, I can agree with that too. I come from a dysfunctional it's, it's, family. It's, it's I think different. dysfunctional families, yeah. if you have dysfunctional families, you're raised to be able to enjoy conflict. 100% my wife's family, the way they deal with things. And I don't know if I can even talk about this, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. She'll hey, yell at me later. Don't listen. I know, right? <laughs> when they deal with conflict, they give each other the silent treatment. They don't really talk I about it. They know that. it's there. They know it's there. They don't talk about it for, you know, like, I don't know, a while afterwards. But in my family, <laughs> I mean, if someone we pisses you off, it. it's just, yeah, you're going to bite their head off. They're going to bite your head off. And it's very aggressive. Like in my family, it's extremely yeah. aggressive. And I think we both have the same backgrounds and we probably come from the same approach where do deal with it. I think it's different. Like, for instance, my coach, this is a great example. There was something that my coach did that bothered me a while ago. And I talked to him. But I had brought it up in a different way, not bone to pick. <laughs> it was like, I think, I went, hey, look, man, A, B, and C is not working for me. And I just, you know, whatever. And I think you should try doing this. You know what my coach said to me? He goes, I'm so glad you told me. <laughs> because if you didn't tell me, I would have been doing the same mistake over and over again. Which is great. Like when people have that mindset. But it's so, so interesting. See, that's good because you feel like you're paying for this training. You want to get some results. And then you have to be honest. Can you imagine there are other people who have been trained by the same trainer for so long and they haven't even told him? They're not happy. They complain to their friends about it, but they've never told their trainer. They don't know how to break up with their trainers. Yeah, exactly. People don't know how to break up. I think they don't it's know how hilarious. to break up with anything. I know some people that will just avoid you. They'll give you the silent treatment. Yep. Yeah. And they will like, they think, especially in this part of the world, I've noticed here people don't like to confront. What they do is they avoid you, right? Yep. For a couple 100%. of days, yeah. for a week hoping that that will either make the problem go away and that you'll forget about it or little by little, you'll get used to not having this person around. Like if you're breaking up from a relationship and then little by little, you'll talk a little bit here, a little bit here. And then before you know it, you've broken up without even saying, I break up. 100%. No, 100%. And that's so, so ridiculous. It like, is. What is wrong with people? I think it's a lot of the whole culture of we don't want to disappoint or we don't want to disappoint the other person. But I mean, let's go back to the original thought of, of dealing with conflict. If you don't deal with conflict, you're going to have a lot of built up frustration and it could lead to displacement. I'm assuming, That's right? right? That's it could right. definitely lead to displacement. Can, but it could lead to panic attack, anxiety disorder. 
depression? Can you have a repressed feelings, negative feelings for a long time? And not just with the one person. Let's say with you, you disappoint me. I don't talk about it. And then I'm in a relationship. He disappoints me and I continue to, you know, live life according to what this person wants, but I'm not confronting. My needs are not being met. And then my boss, my needs are not being met. Can you imagine just three, four years, five years of this, all these repressed negative feelings, what's going to happen to my body? Yeah. It's going to explode, right? Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Yeah. And then psychologically, how does it explode? Panic attacks, depression, you know, anxiety, stress. This is, you know, whatever. Or if you're, or if you're in a relationship, sabotaging the relationship. Or that happens a lot, like in marriages, I would that's assume, right. because or people... You, one day you get up and say, I don't want you. I'm that, done. Yeah, that too. Right? And then this person is like so surprised because you're like, you obviously have these strong feelings. You know, I'm seeing this person and he's like a client. Suddenly, I mean, for three years or four years, this person hasn't had really a normal relationship with his wife. And so, but he's never addressed anything. She's never addressed anything. And now he's surprised that she said, uh, I want a divorce. <laughs> Suddenly he's really surprised. And I'm thinking, but what's the difference? You're already yeah. three, four years. You weren't really happy. What's the difference? What happened now? Like dude, it was knocking on your door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she finally like gets, so they don't deal with the conflict. They let it go and go and go for three to four years. And then suddenly now it's something that they have, they're worried about. They're, um, what happened is that now he's realizing, wow, what should I do? And a lot of people, they have these issues, to be honest. They won't confront, they won't confront. And then the resolution is what? A major decision. Yeah, yeah. A divorce, can you imagine? That's the scary thing, like when you don't take care of something right away. Of course, it's a scary thing. That's why when I saw an issue with us, now this was bothering me the last show, that you didn't have an ottoman and you had your feet up. I was like, so you can put your feet. Oh, that's so sweet. Are you trying to make up? I am. I feel bad. Why do you feel bad? We did conflict resolution. I have this very tough exterior, but in reality, <laughs> You're especially just a teddy bear. As, yeah, especially when it comes to people, I'm like, I don't people like to disappoint or upset. Know. You know, but we do need to talk about that, though. You can't make everyone happy. That's very. And do true. you know you have a bad habit of that? Well, You're constantly trying to make everyone happy, Maddie. We can't do that. Dr. D, the world's full of shitty people. I don't want to be shitty. <laughs> All right? Look, if I could put a smile on someone. You know what happened the other day? And I'm not saying this to boast it's about myself. I did it partially through selfishness, too, because I want to lead, show my son the right example. We were at Boulevard, and it was me, my wife. Uh, it was me, Haya, DJ, his cousin, and our nanny. So we're waiting for the elevator. And when we were waiting for the elevator, we were standing there for a while. Boulevard was crazy, by the way, on a Friday. Whoa. Oh, my God. It was insane. Did they have an event there or something? No, it's just, it's packed after like one o'clock. I think people go to the playground yeah. and, you know, they go up nice for lunch. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. So, and for people who don't live in Kuwait, like Boulevard's one of the only places where they have like a man-made lake. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. So it's kind of cool. And it's underutilized in the summer, so it's good. It is, it is. So we're waiting for the elevator and this probably... 75 year old woman she's got a walker she's behind us so the elevator door opens people are coming out dj's rushing in i say hey stop let this old lady in first or let let the lady in first and it just boggled my mind when she said to her son because i said it in english so she didn't know i knew arabic and she goes i wish everybody treated me like this and that's when i'm like you know what yeah the world's full of shitty people I don't want to be another shitty person. No, but it's, it's not being shitty when you're when you're trying to understand your boundaries. I mean, I would love to make everyone happy, but I can't. 
I have to be very realistic that there are certain things I can do and certain things I can't. I think sometimes for you, you'll like try to do the best. And sometimes I think with you, you will even dismiss some of the stuff you need to do just to make someone else happy. I think that sometimes we just have to realize there are reasons why certain things we cannot do. We can't make everyone happy. I can't. And I realized that later on when I became older, because all my life, I was just trying to make everyone happy, made my parents happy, and then make the neighbors happy, made my friends happy. And then after a while, I became so tired because A, there were two things happening. A, I was exhausting myself trying to make sure everyone's happy. B, I realized that no matter how much I try to make everyone happy, there was always one person who's not going to be happy. And then I realized that it's like, why am I doing it? I was doing it because I wanted to make them happy. Is it because they're happy? I'm happy. And then I realized it's like in the, on the plane, right? What do they say? As soon as there's an emergency, first you have to put a mask on yourself and then you put a mask on someone else. And then I realized, hmm, maybe I can make everyone happy. Let me put my own mask, help myself. I'm so putting my son's mask on before my own. It doesn't work like, that <laughs> way. You got to be better so that way your son can be better. I'll hope my wife puts her mask on first while I'm sitting there like the idiot, like <laughs> thinking I could get away with it. <laughs> so, see? But, but see, see how you are. But that is a really... That is is telling how you are. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying sometimes. I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, it does. It's a drain. It's definitely a drain. It is a drain because what you do is you do this Mickey Mouse kind of play, trying to make me happy and then this other person happy and how we're going to do this show. Guys and girls, when you're talking about conflict, you don't say something you're doing a Mickey Mouse play, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but today is like it's good because you, and now you're feeling bad because you just told me how I'm not a team player. And now you, I see it in your face. Like you, as soon as you confront, which was good, don't ruin it by trying to feel bad. Don't need to feel bad. But I'm a grown woman. I know how to deal with my feelings. I know. You don't need to take care of my feelings. I know that, but it's just like, I don't know. Like, no, yes, t- conflict is a good thing. Conflict resolution is probably one of the best things. Of you course. Can, especially in a team. Yes. And sometimes, see, now you can put your feet up. Yes, that's right. Just so everybody knows, Dr. <laughs> Dina show. I saw her, I looked over and she had her legs just kind of up in the air hovering. Oh, and I'm like, I really got to get an ottoman in here, you know, like something for you to put your feet in up. In your new studio, huh? Right, right. We, we need one, yes. Yes, yes, and shallow. <laughs> well, I'm moving across the hall, so. I know. I'm I was set. like, that's I'm setting You really pl- have attachment issues. I really You're not do. even going downstairs or upstairs. You're going across go the right hall. Right across the hall. What the hell? Then you've been telling me this. I'm moving. I'm moving. Moving what? <laughs> you can take one thing <laughs> at know, a time. I know. <laughs> I know. That's what my cousin was saying. She was like, wait, so you're just moving across the hall? I was like, yeah. Like, you know, why? For me personally, it's like, why am I going to move my entire house to a different apartment when I could just move across the hall? and cut costs literally in half. Yeah, it's true. But then that says a lot of things about your attachment issues, no? Or is it just me being Trying a MacGyver? Trying to be happy, huh? Is it just me being a MacGyver and being smart about it? I don't know about... Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe there's some benefit to it, but you do make everyone happy. It is something that attachment issues. So we're talking about conflict this show, Confl- not, 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 psycho- <laughs> not, show. Yeah, not psychoanalyzing. So people, if you have conflict, there's a lot of benefit to really dealing with your conflict. I mean, believe me, I see it on a daily basis where someone out of the blue has panic attack and then they're like wondering why. Not that I'm saying that most panic attack happen because of some situation. I'm saying that a lot of times, besides that it's genetic, anxiety disorders are, 
you can get panic attack because you have been stressed for such a long time. You've got a lot of negative feelings, anger, resentment, uh, disappointment that you haven't addressed because you're worried about this person's opinion about you and the other person's opinion about you. And ultimately what happens is that you are going to pay the price. And that's what I was telling you, Maddie, is like, yes, you can try to make everyone happy. I know in your mind, everyone can be happy somehow, somewhere, but ultimately it's going to take a toll on you later on in life. So you have to realize there are certain situations you can make. I mean, you know, with our conflict, yeah, there is a resolution. There's a solution we found out today we could do, but ultimately somebody was going to not be happy 100%. Now I became happy 50%. The other person is going to be happy 50%. I think we resolved it well. We I we honestly resolved think it. we resolved it well. Your point got across to me. I understood where you were coming from and I appreciated that you said you put the shoe on the other foot and said, hey, you've been making me feel like this too. I appreciated that because not a lot of people will say that. Not a lot yes, of people sir. are upfront to say how they feel in right. conflict. That's very true. And not a lot of people will say, look, you've done this or that without being really angry. So I think that most of the time people avoid this confrontation because they assume that they're going to be angry and they won't know how to handle their feeling or the person will be angry and they don't know how to deal with what's going to come toward them. But if you can really change the way you think about conflict and realize that conflict doesn't have to be a bad thing, that I could approach you and say to you, look, the other day we talked about this and you said these things. And after thinking about it, I feel this. Now, no one should be arguing with you about the way you feel. Now, this person might not be mentally mature and might say, I didn't make you feel this. I didn't this. It's true. But the idea, what it's not about how the other person responds as much as how I am able to express. Now, as soon as I express now, some, you know, with you, I can express it because I know you can take it. Sometimes I'll tell the person, like a colleague, for example, I feel like this or that. And I could see that there is a rejection, a defense. I back up because I feel like this person is not going to help me with this conflict resolution. They're not ready. So it's not like every time we have conflict, we have to resolve it because there are going to be times where I'm going to confront and the person is not ready for this confrontation. But, you know, you cannot believe how many people I train on a daily basis on confrontation. And as soon as I say, well, did you tell this person how you feel? They're like, no, 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 I can't. I don't know what to say. I'm worried about this person hating me. And if we can just stop looking at confrontation as something negative, it's really something positive if we know how to approach it. No, 100%. If we didn't have this conversation today, look at what would probably happen. I would have had built up frustration. It would have bled over into other things, would have turned into an argument a week from now, a bigger one, and not only affected the relationship that we have as business partners, but also affected the friendship that we've had built over 10 years. Right. And I so think that the thing that you did is you've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it because I know exactly what was coming up. And I think with people that have a certain conflict with another person, what you need to do is take a minute to think about how you're feeling about it. I mean, sometimes people approach you and they're talking all over the place. They bring this and then 10 years ago you did this. And no, focus. What you need to do is really focus. There is a certain issue that you and I had. We needed to identify how it made you feel. You told me how it, I made you feel when I told you no. And then how we could resolve it. For example, you let me see the benefit of it. 
So if you can approach it from your own experience, like you didn't say, well, you were so mean, except that you said I'm not a team player. But I ooh, think, I think ooh. that... I think I hit a soft, a soft, well, because a soft a team player. Well, maybe, Is it a soft quarter or a soft, soft spot? Yeah, soft, soft spot, spot, right? soft spot. Or maybe it's like you're wondering, like, if I'm a team player and then I'm thinking, really, am I a team player? Maybe I don't know if I'm team player. How do you know I'm not testing you? I've already dealt with... It could be. I've dealt with bad partners in the past. Yeah, it's true. I've dealt with aggressive partners who I did avoid conflict with. And we saw how that ended up. That's right. See? And that's why as soon as you identify what's bothering you, write it down, try to be focused on it. And then you confront the person. And if the person's starting to go, well, you did this to me 10 years ago, then you bring them back. And you say, listen, when I talk about 10 years ago, we're talking about this particular issue. Try to constantly focus. I see couples doing it all the time. That's why they have poor conflict resolution. They avoid each other until two, three years later, they're asking for divorce. Why? Because the other partner gets angry, angry, aggressive. They don't want to hear it. So this, what does the partner do is they retract. And even when they say to them, look, I want to discuss this with you. And they're like, and then they start, you know, these people, these partners that make a big voice, like a bare voice. So that way they can avoid being confronted. And then these, that's why relationships don't work. I want to be able to be in a relationship where I can come and approach you and say, look, the other day you said this, it made me feel this without having to be worried about being attacked or feel bad that I just said it. And I want to be focused. I mean, you know, you might be a great person and all these other things, but in this situation, this is how you made me feel. So I want people to really learn conflict resolution is not a bad thing. We need it actually. It's a skill that is going to make you great father, great husband, mother, daughter, great employee, except that it's a skill that we need to work on on a regular basis. But the first step is you have to become comfortable with yourself. Second is you have to identify. And third, you have to know how to relay the information without making the person feel you're attacking Sleep them. on it. Sleep on it is the best method. Yeah, but best some people are method. sleeping on it for years. No, I get what you're saying from that perspective. But if it's a person who jumps the gun, which a lot of people, we could say, do jump the gun too. If they jump the gun right away and all of a sudden they're defensive about it, attacking. Like, how would it have been if I had called you right away with the feelings of like anger or whatever else? It would have been different. Versus taking a minute to cool down and try and see it from your perspective and formulate the argument that I wanted to formulate in a respectful manner. And also what helped is that, which I feel like a lot of people don't do that, is like as soon as you are upset about something, they start sending messages, right? What's up message or whatever. I stop. I I don't message. And so what, what I liked about you is that we've had this thing for a couple of days now. And what I liked is that you realized that I was coming and we were going to do this show and then we can have face to face you know, discussion. I think what people really do because they want to avoid conflict, they start writing messages. And you know, have you ever read these messages that the tone is not really what you meant? My mom does it all the time. She gets mad and she writes all these messages. Like I'll get 27 messages and I'm like, dude, if you want to argue with me, just call me or wait until you see me. And you might get better resolution actually, more than what people think. 100%. I agree with that. People don't want to, they want to avoid face to face because that's more intimidating. But these messages, like I'll get a message like you said this or you did this and the tone is different. Uh, my interpretation of what they're saying is different. And actually it makes me more angry. So I love the way people avoid each other by leaving messages or voice message. Seriously? I mean, nowadays, do you know how many people I've seen in the office where he divorced her on a message? 
What the hell? What is wrong with people? <laughs> that is insane. Like, you know, sending a that message. I want to. Can you imagine? Insane. I had somebody who's a close friend, actually, yeah. told his wife, I want a divorce on a message just because he doesn't want to confront. You know how nasty that is? You know? Yeah. And people, that's, <laughs> that's more tough. hurtful to me than someone coming to me and breaking up face to face. It's easy to hide behind of a course. text message. It's easy to hide behind a voice note because you're not, there's, there's no action reaction. And that's the bad thing about all these social medias. You know, the, it has increased people's sense of lack of responsibility. So if you already don't have responsibility now, you can hide behind social media. Do you see what I did last week, by the way? What did you do? You didn't, see, you didn't notice I deactivated my account for a week? No, I, am, I, I haven't de- been I, on Instagram for yeah, a while. I deactivated my Instagram for a week. Well, good for you. I deactivated it for a week. I figured what clicked in was, why is everybody messaging me on Instagram? Yeah. Why can't they call me? You know, like because you're half of the day you can't answer your calls. But why not send me a WhatsApp message? Why I do. I send it? you a WhatsApp, but you, you still do. don't answer. No, but you do. No, I answer. Oh, you answer. You. No, no, I but it's hard. Sometimes you. I want to speak to you and I can't. On Instagram, you don't talk to me on Instagram. No, I don't. No. I hardly ever. And send I appreciate you. that because WhatsApp, at least, there's a little bit more. It's a little bit more intimate in yeah, that way, course. you know, versus Instagram, where it's like it's Instagram, dude. It's social media. Yeah, like, it's, it's true. Yeah, it's social. But, but they DM you personally, right? Yeah, but still, it's like... Can someone read that? The I don't DMs? Think so. No, no one can read that. But it's like, all right, why are we having this conversation on Instagram? Yeah, it's and true. And we're not having this conversation by hearing each other's voice. No, seriously. No, it's true. You know why I'm laughing? I have students that do that when they just saw me in class. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you're like, what the hell? Why are they asking me these questions on an Instagram when they could have just asked me in class? Exactly. And again, tie it back to conflict. It's detaching those emotions that of we course. should be feeling. Of course. You know, the feeling of excitement when someone tells you news on the phone. Yes. I mean, you want to, I want to hear someone's voice. Yes, true. Me too. I don't want to see it in a goddamn DM saying, yay, with exclamation, exclamation. Yeah, yeah. What the frig? Like, yeah, seriously. It's true. It's true. Whereas if you tell someone on the phone, it's a different reaction. And a it's different very action. true. But, you know, this is like I said, it's caused this new generation not to be responsible, not even for their feelings. That makes sense. And for their emotions. That's so sad because they're being robbed with many good feelings. They are being robbed with living a normal experience. 100%. And dealing with conflict on Instagram. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Some that? of the shit I see. Whoa. Oh, breakups are the best. You, are you serious? You, I mean, I've seen a couple of fashionistas breaking up. Oh, with their, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've what seen, the hell? Why would I want to put my dirty laundry no, I've out seen, there? I've seen normal crazy people doing that. And like, like, seriously? Not crazy. Can I say crazy? Yeah, you can say, I crazy. Can say crazy. They are crazy. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, they are crazy. It's a psychology show. Yeah, it's all right. They're all right, crazy. Well, I've seen nutbags. All right. That just sounds worse. That sounds even that worse. That sounds even worse. Pick, a, pick right. a bone. All right. So I see people that don't know how to hide their emotions on Instagram in breakups or fights with other people, females, males, whatever it may be. And I'm just like, dude, really? Like, this is going to bite you in the ass later on. I mean, what are they getting out of a sense of satisfaction, you think? Or is it the audience that they're getting spotlighted? The, yeah, I think it's the audience and sense of that. See, I do it to brands. Like, if a brand pisses me off, oh, I should put that shit all over social yeah, media. Yeah, but that's because care. they deserve that. They and deserve you need it. to make it's, other yeah. people aware. That's community awareness. But some people get pissed. Like I went to a uh, breakfast place, very well-known breakfast place that everyone goes to. You go to it. Yeah. And I thought their service was crap. And I thought their food was crap for the price that I paid. Yeah. So I put it on social media. I said like all the hype and it sucked. And like, and I tagged them. You have to tell me which one it is so I won't go anymore. It's right where you live. Oh no. It's my favorite place. I didn't like it. This was a year ago. 
Oh, no, they've done very well now. People started defending the brand wow. and attacking me, which if it was my brand, then great. I appreciate that because they're, they're really <laughs> nice. But at the same time, it's like, dude, that was my experience. It was my experience. Yeah, see? I was calling them out because if they gave me a bad experience, what if they give that to someone else? Yeah, and true. I recommend it. No, and I think that's our social duties, no? It's my duty to be able to say, I mean, it's not fair for people to be, you know, um, lied to about certain brands. Like, I want to know if you had an experience like that. That does not going to stop me from going. Yeah, people, but when I go... People get butt hurt. Yeah, but the thing is, is that it's our job. I think it's the same thing like doctors, right? So if I want a good recommendation, I want to be able to hear comments about this person. What do they do right and don't do right? I mean, it doesn't mean for me, at least. It doesn't mean I won't go and see that doctor. Yeah. But I know I'm going with some background and then I will go and evaluate myself. Now, you know, people do it all the time with me. They're like, I researched you and I looked you up and I like what you had and I like, and there are other people that have come to see me once and they're like, don't like me and they want to go see my partner, yeah. which is like fine. And our secretary like, doc, she came to see you, but she wants to go see the so-and-so. And I'm like, no problem. Because everyone has the right to get the comfort, especially in my field, you need to be comfortable. And obviously yeah. I said something or maybe you didn't feel like it was deep enough. I don't take it personal. Yeah. It's a relationship. There are patients that I see I don't like either. That's and true. I don't continue seeing them, to be that honest. Because it's not fair for them to pay me when I have issues with them. But here's the question. Do you, do, you, do you tell them? Like, for me personally, like, I tell people when I've turned down clients, PTs, personal training sessions, I've turned them down because I was like, look, honestly, I, I don't think I can deal with you. I don't think I could deal with you. And I've told parents, I have too. told them, but not, like, uh, to be honest, I don't say, like, you know, I don't feel like we have chemistry because it might be misunderstood because it is about chemistry. But I do say, I say that this is an area I don't do. Or I don't, I'm really not good at this. I think that so-and-so would be a better benefit because it's, it's ethical. It's my ethical duty to be able, like, for example, I don't do substance abuse. To me, even though I'm going to start teaching substance abuse, it's, it's fine to teach it. But I feel like treatment, you really need to have certain skills and it's not my specialty. And so I feel like it's not right for me. So, I mean, like I'll do the intake and I'll do the screening. And then if it depends how deep it is, I will refer them. Now, if they've got dual diagnosis, like if they got substance abuse with something else, then I'll tell them I'll address this, but not that. It is my ethical duty to tell the person. Just like if you go to a general practitioner, for example, GP will tell you this is not my area, right? Yeah. No, and then the right. other person says, no, I will screen you, but you need to have a specialist in this area. We do the same thing. So I feel like it's not fair to keep them. And see, that's also going back to that conflict resolutions. Like you really have, I mean, I've had patients, like I know that they've got conflict with me or they got upset because I said something the last session. Yeah. And, you know, and it's my job to bring it up because I'm teaching them conflict resolution. I'll say last time I said this and I felt like you got upset. What do you think? And if I don't do that as a psychologist, then I'm not teaching them. You know, when you go to a therapist, it's not just about them talking about feelings. I also have to teach them skills. Makes sense. And these skills, like if I don't teach them right then and there, then yeah. I'm doing them a disservice. That's not ethical, to be well, honest. That's true. It's 100%. So just to sum it back up, if we have conflict, we got to deal with it. That's right. right? First, we got to think identify about it, it, identify think it, about think it. about it, yeah. take a step back, yep. formulate our ideas in that's, a well-constructed argument. That's right. And actually approach it or approach right. the person so that we can face deal with face. it. That way we don't have a buildup and explosion and the divorce doesn't happen over a text message. Can you imagine? So bad. Yes, exactly. So I think, and stay focused, right? Yeah. So that person, what they're going to do is because they don't like you 
confronting them, they might defocus, bring some old stuff because they're defend. That's all defense. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. So it's, a, it's and you know that, and you have to know that. So when I'm going to approach you and I say, Mahdi, you did this, and you're like, Yeah, but two weeks ago you did this, and you said this, and I don't know what. What I'm feeling is that you're becoming defensive because yep. you don't defocusing from the situation. I have to bring you back. I have to say, I know Mahdi. I probably did a lot of things you didn't like, but let's focus on this area right now. We're just talking about this thing. And then later on, we'll visit your thing. Constantly bringing up. Couples really need to do this all the time. No, 100%. Because you'll see a couple like talking about one thing. And before you know it, we're talking about 10 years of marriage. Yeah. And even in my office, they'll do it. Because, you know, I love couple therapy. And then they'll, and they're like, okay, wait, 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 relax. We're not talking about that. We're talking about this thing right now. Stay focused. Constantly, we have to tell them to stay focused. And, and it's, a, it's a skill. You have to learn how to confront without feeling that it's a bad thing. It's not a bad yeah. thing. And don't don't go into it with saying you got a bone to pick with somebody. <laughs> yeah, don't because then that <laughs> puts you at a defense and right that's, away. But that's the thing. Another point that we kind of touched on a little bit, but we really didn't emphasize was being defensive in it and not coming out with an outcome because people tend to be over defensive. Yeah. What I do as a tactic, and I found that this works and I learned it through marketing was, and I learned this through customer service, was take away the defense or take away the offense, give them the defense. Like I say, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry about that. And I will do my best to make up for it. All of a sudden the person is like, oh, okay. Well, and a lot of people are like, well, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Like, cause you're in an argument, it's heated or it's a conflict. You're resolving conflict. And then someone says, okay, well, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry. And I'll make it better. And for me, that works perfect. Or most of the time, unless it's someone that's really thick-headed. And you know, the other technique is, is that let's say I'm confronting you and you become defensive. That means you're not ready to hear this. It's fine to say, look, sounds sense. like it's not the right time right now. Uh, why don't we talk about this later on? It's okay. Sometimes people want to confront and they think they can resolve it right then and there. It depends on the situation, but there are topics and certain things might take a couple of days to talk about. Yeah. So... Don't expect that you're going to resolve everything right away. See, that's where I, my fault is. I want to resolve it right yeah, there. Yeah, that's I your anxiety though, man. Yeah, I, no, no, but I can't. I don't want to wait for something because it's like, let's just get it done. Let's get it done I right know, but now. if I'm not ready, then you can't push your agenda on no, me. No, that's true. That's a very good point. But at the end of the day, still, it's like, it's for me, it's like, I want to get it right, aired out. But that out. comes from your own anxiety because yeah. you want to have things all settled and good and ironed out. 100%. But you also have to remember that the person in front of you, maybe they're not at the level where you are in the sense true. of sophistication. That's very true. Yeah, that's very so, you know, we have well, to wait, be... Did res- you just call me sophisticated? Well, sophistication in the situation. Ooh, snap. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you retract that statement real yeah. fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, like, like you are the one that brought up the topic. That means you've had more time to think about it than me. I'm just okay. very sophisticated and it's my field. But can you imagine if you're like... calling a, yourself a sophisticated? Yeah, I have sophisticated. So am I still sophisticated? <laughs> yeah, I guess, because you're, I'm your mentor. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Bring it out the big guns, Dr. D. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hope this was beneficial. I hope you guys learned some techniques and I think everyone should... Why don't you guys like use these, some of these techniques and come back and send us your Definitely. questions? It'd be nice to hear what people think. Oh, yeah. We've got questions. We'll, we're going to do an episode on We have on to some do an questions. episode on these questions. That's we right. definitely will. So yeah, and don't forget to leave us a rating and review. Yes, please. Tell all your friends and family about it. Tell everyone that I'm the best and you're working on it. Wait, so can I go eat right now? You can go eat now. Because you know what I'm getting, right? And I'm giving these guys a shout out. Can I give them a shout out on Yeah, what'd you give them? What you mean. What's that? Have you tried what you mean? What is it? Oh my God. 
their food is awesome. Like, it's, really? Yeah, their food is awesome. I sang a song <gasps> it's about. It's too it. late for me to be eating now. It's all right, but they're uh, it's good ribs. Do you like ribs? They they're really good ribs. Oh, well, good. You just gave them a shout out. I know. I hope they give me some ribs. <laughs> For free. <laughs> I, hey, I gave them a shout out and I sang a song on Instagram the other day. For them? Yeah, their food was so good that you I sang You know how to sing? I do know. I definitely know how to sing. <laughs> you know? Yes. Okay, say a little. No, now, now I'm put on the spot. Now it's, <laughs> now, now it's tough. Like, it's just got to come out. Like, it's more of a me just expressing myself in a Well, with your tone. deep voice, I'm assuming you know. No, it's not like a saying. It's more or less I can put a jingle together real you fast. You put a jingle together. I'll show you the video. Yeah, show me the video. I mean, it's about what you mean. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Meet. Have a good one. Enjoy. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.